American media is a business. Business has a mission, not to inform, but to entertain them. It's never hearts and minds. It's never the threat of communism or the spread of peace. It's business. The problem with the truth is, is that the truth is. You can't really shift the truth, that's why it's the truth. No matter how many facts you try to throw at it, no matter your angle or perceptions, you can't really spin the truth. You can spin perception, and the perception may affect your thought process and therefore your reality view of the truth. But the truth is. Hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to merge our system with theirs, and of course with those of the rest of the world, to form some kind of a world brotherhood, a world union. A world government, to be exact. Uh, the fact that the Washington Post had to brief America that uh, Homeland Security finds it okay to detain your electronic media, your laptop or anything, your, your iPod, uh, when you come into an airport in America, a foreigner or an American citizen. One thing is for certain, and that is that there's a lot of crazy stuff flying through the air. It doesn't matter who's responsible for it, but what does matter is that there's a lot of different material that we can't see that is being broadcast through the air. Now, it's true that maybe some of it out there is mind control. And now, for news And it's a new day on the internet. Today is Monday, January 9th, 2012. Let's see if the Aztecs were right. And you are listening to the brand new blasphemy that is Newsreel X. The new WOG global sit rep on core political tyranny, technology, and trends for your headspace and timing. The news you need to stay alive and fight against a core political tyranny that's trying to enslave you. Which, of course, it is trying to enslave you. It's trying to enslave every single one of us. You can follow along and check the facts on my Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash X. You are free to distribute, ridicule, destroy, or do anything else you want with this podcast as you see fit. We are not broadcasting from Second Life at this time. We are broadcasting from the cynical, cold First Life. The life we have to live through each day. Fuck, 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 fuck. At this point, I should probably just get it out of the way and speak of the elephant in the room. That one thing that you're all thinking. Newsreel itself will never be replaced. Sean Kennedy will never be replaced. He was the standard bearer in the fight. I was introduced to Newsreel about five years ago, late at night, when I was moving from New York, uh, moving back to a uh, little bit less exciting of a place. But while I'm up all night, uh, packing boxes, playing uh, strange shoutcast stations, I came across Newsreel and was introduced to somebody who had a very lot to say and... Very much of it I agreed with. It's not often that that happens. Anyway, I was hooked, and with Sean Kennedy and with Rant Radio, I felt that I was getting a lot more information than I was receiving through any other source of media. When he stepped down, we lost a great leader. A void was created, and it can never be filled, and will never be filled. Newsreel X has no affiliation with Rant Media or anything else. It's really an homage to the original Newsreel. Right now, Newsreel X is a lone wolf, dragging the corpse out again for a long walk in the woods. And in dumbing down police state news, this comes from New London, Connecticut. Court okays barring high IQs for cops. 
A man whose bid to become a police officer was rejected after he scored too high on an intelligence test has lost his appeal in a federal lawsuit against the city. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New York upheld a lower court's decision that the city did not discriminate against Robert Jordan because he was held to the same standards as everyone who took the test. Jordan, a 49-year-old college graduate, took the exam in 1996 and scored 33 points, or the equivalent of an IQ of 125. So we got an IQ that's a um, little bit above average here. But the uh, New London Police Department would only interview candidates who scored between 20 and 27 on the theory that those who scored too high would get bored. <laughs> bored with police work and leave soon after undergoing all the costly training. Well, that's uh, one theory. Of course, there's another theory that uh, I hold and probably many of you hold that uh, by weeding out all of the uh, more intelligent people who want to become peace officers, they're stuck with the people who are more easily take orders. Uh, there's nothing worse than when you're trying to crack down on people's civil liberties that someone asking some pesky questions about the Constitution. Uh, so it goes on here that say the, um, the U.S. District Court found that New London had shown a rational basis for this policy. And then the court said the uh, policy might be unwise, but was a rational way to reduce job turnover. Uh, that sounds nice. But here's the kicker of this story, uh, if you want to check it out. The last line of this story mentions that um, since uh, he was not able to become a police officer and since all this has happened, Jordan has worked as a prison guard. It seems that though the military and the police have an issue with hiring intelligent people, the uh, for-profit prisons in our country uh, do not mind intelligence. Um, of course, that's probably a... Uh, just a matter of time before they go through this as well. And here in more dumbing down police state news, and look at this also from Connecticut. This is from the uh, CT Post, Connecticut Post, um, December 31st, so just at the end of last year, Bridgeport. A police lieutenant fired for covering up a hit and run crash involving a fellow officer who she was involved in a relationship with has been reinstated. Following an arbitration decision, that chastised the city's police commission. She was reinstated, but it looks like here that she was demoted to patrol officer and assigned to the police department's records division. Ooh, fun times down there in the records division. Ooh, in the 26-page decision, it was ruled that there was sufficient evidence that Burns covered up a crime. Wow, they don't even uh, get wishy-washy about it. They come right out and call it a crime. Ruled that there's sufficient evidence that Burns covered up a crime committed by her then-boyfriend, Officer Peter Billings. So here we go. Um, it goes that there was a three-year investigation on this, and Billings was never charged with a crime. But according to the police reports, in the early morning of February 29th, 2008, Billings was off-duty and driving in his red Ford pickup truck while intoxicated. He crashed into a parked car near an intersection... And Officer Billings was unable to say precisely how much alcohol he'd had consumed, but recalled that he started drinking at about 7 p.m. Continued drinking until the time of the accident, about 3.55. Wow, this guy can really put them away. I like to drink as much as the next alcoholic, but this guy, uh, man, he really does some long sessions. So... It turns out that he gets in the accident, his car is messed up pretty bad, and his good old girlfriend, Burns, who's also a police officer, goes and helps 
cover it up. Um, after covering it up and getting caught, she was fired. And, but now she's reinstated. Which, uh, just isn't that merry how things go around. Uh, not only reinstated, but back pay as well. Um, I know if you or I had, uh, even been driving mildly over the limit and not even crashing into anything, uh, we'd be spending thousands of dollars in fines, maybe serving a night or two in the jail, and if we had crashed into anything, we'd probably be spending a lot of friendly time in jail being ass-raped or some other wonderful thing. And, uh, what this really goes to show us is that there are two sets of rules here. There's the rules for the elite, for the police, uh, the law enforcement people, and the rules for the rest of us. So, uh, remember in all of your dealings with the, uh, police that uh, they can whip your ass and get away with it. So always remember those uh, great phrases. Uh, Am I free to go? Am I being detained? Can I go now? Um, lots of fun there. But the real WTF of this story is Burns. Uh, before all this happened, back in 2004, another boyfriend of hers, who is also a police officer, barricaded himself inside the couple's home for nearly 17 hours before fatally shooting himself in the head. Um, not sure what kind of ball of chaos this Burns is, but um, she is definitely leaving quite a rampage behind her. So, in censorship news... DNS takedown IP addresses with the uh, threat of SOPA on the horizon. Everyone should be aware of where they can get the IP addresses of their favorite websites just in case certain DNS servers are shut down or names are pulled. I have a great website here, uh, pasty.org. Uh, I have a link to it on my Facebook page that everything from... Um, wikipedia.org to Al Jazeera to Reddit Google, YouTube um, of course I don't think that uh, Google and YouTube are going to have any issue when SOPA comes in but uh, great websites like the Pirate Bay and BT Chunky, uh, Demonoid also be good to know their IP addresses to be able to circumvent any of the DNS takedowns that will, <laughs> possibly will be occurring if SOPA passes, which is um, a very scary thought. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the internet as we know it may be disappearing. So in uh, Give Me Your Internet News, here we go. This is from uh, torrentfreak.com. U.S. threatened to blacklist Spain for not implementing site-blocking law. More than 100 leaked cables, these are back to the old uh, WikiLeak cables, but more than 100 leaked cables showed the U.S. had helped draft New Spain copyright legislation and had heavily influenced decision of both government and the opposition. Uh, great. Um, wonderful how we work both sides. Uh, the good old trick. Hey, we're going to help you out and uh, we'll help the other guys out spread that money around. In a letter dated December 12th and sent by the U.S. Ambassador Alan D. Salamont to the Spanish Prime Minister's office, the U.S. expressed, in quotes, deep concern 
over the failure to implement the SOPA-style censorship law that they're pushing for. Um, here we go for some quotes. The government has unfortunately failed to finish the job for political reasons to the detriment of the reputation and economy of Spain. <laughs> with, uh, with things getting as bad as they are, economy-wise in Europe, um, having our uh, diplomats breathing down their neck, I'm really surprised that they weren't able to push something through. Uh, you know, I, th I think everyone out there is trying to probably keep their jobs and keep afloat so they don't end up being replaced by technocrats like they did in Italy. Um, here we go further. That Solomon's threat was that should Spain not pass the law, which is called the Sin Law, uh, described as a Spanish SOPA, then the company, the company, <laughs> pretty much, then the country would be degraded further and placed on the priority watch list. This serious step would mean that Spain was in breach of trade agreements and could be subjected to a range of retaliatory actions. In the event that Zapatero's government left office without passing the law, but the incoming Partido Popular, the People's Party, were quickly pressured by the U.S. to take the necessary action. And here, in another media leak, it's been revealed that the American Chamber of Commerce in Spain chief, Mr. Uh, Jamie Mallet, wrote a cautionary letter to incoming Spanish Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy. He warned of the potential flight of foreign investment from Spain and urged him to take action on protection of intellectual property once in office. <laughs> it's a really nice country you have here, Mr. Rajoy. It'd be a real shame if anything would happen to it. <laughs> oh, the law's lack of approval before the elections has been a blow to the country's seriousness in the matter of such importance, said Malay, while urging Rajoy to retrieve the consensus reached. Hmm. It's all of Europe is in a really hard place right now. Uh, the banks completely screwing everything up. Uh, a lot of people worrying about uh, you know what the future holds and uh, unemployment and everything else. And here we have these morons in the uh, the American Chamber of Commerce and uh, other parts of our government pushing Spain to worry about intellectual property rights. Uh, worried about the money of going to wealthy people who are already wealthy. Um, scary thing is if uh, they can't focus on... If they can't focus on the more pressing matters of getting the economy back in order, um, getting jobs going again or anything else that uh, may be happening in Spain, who the hell's going to be buying these uh, intellectual property in the first place? <laughs> if you don't have any money... If you don't have a job, if you can't feed yourself, suddenly the new Mission Impossible movie is uh, falling very low on the uh, the items that you need to live, and you're not going to be going out and purchasing it, which you would purchase that piece of crap anyway. So, here we go. In uh, more Give Me Your Internet news, the ESA supports SOPA and the rest of the industry follows. Yesterday it was made official that the Electronic Software Association, ESA, has thrown their full support behind SOPA. This is from uh, Forbes on the uh, 4th of uh, this month, January. Um, the controversial censor of the internet to kill piracy bill currently in the Senate and its similarly minded counterpart, the Protect IP Act. Uh, so in recent days, companies like Sony, Nintendo, 
and EA have reportedly withdrawn their support for SOPA uh, under much pressure from their um, their customers, I bet. Uh, here we go, under fire from angry consumers. But they are still members all of the ESA. I wonder if this is a way that they're able to um, you know, save face while uh, also donating money to their organization that is in support of SOPA. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, they're all members of the ESA, which boasts most of the biggest brands in the industry. As long as the ESA supports SOPA, that essentially means that all of these brands support SOPA. So no matter what Sony, Nintendo, and EA put on their websites, their Facebooks, or any other place, um, I guess until the ESA, uh, the tree that kind of extends over all of these fruit, as long as they support SOPA, it pretty much means they support SOPA. Uh, frustrating, isn't it? It's uh, can drive you mad how a company can speak out of two sides of their mouth at the same time and you don't even know they're talking. So, in Eat What We Tell You To Eat news, uh, I got this from the uh, the Kegel Post, December 23rd, so just seen the last year. A uh, little uh, op-ed written by Michael Kint. It's called Open Up and Say Ah. Uh, a recent Freedom of Information Act request has revealed that the FBI wants what it calls food activists to be labeled as terrorists. Ooh, those freaky food activists. Perhaps because nothing could be more terrifying than exposing where our so-called so food comes from. Most Americans don't really care where their food comes from. Or how it's made. All that matters is that it's cheap and tastes good. Unfortunately for the food industry, not everyone is that stupid anymore. There's a growing desire to eat food that is healthy and produced in cruel-free, sustainable way, stemming in part from the efforts of food activists who have revealed the brutal, unnatural way our food is manufactured. Thus, the FBI wants them classified as terrorists. Well, it's, uh, I don't think the FBI first came up with that. I bet they had some more pressing uh, issues on their plate. But, uh, of course, when the almighty dollar speaks, uh, you know, the government has to listen. So, um, Mr. Kent brings up a real interesting thing here. He says, uh, think about it for a second. If you take a picture of a chicken suffering in a tiny, filthy cage, the FBI wants you to be labeled a terrorist, especially if your picture causes economic loss, quote-unquote. Uh, nothing terrifies a corporation more than economic loss. <laughs> it's their kryptonite. Um, I wonder if this could go the other way. It's um, I've been known to be uh, rather quick to post very cute pictures of animals, especially um, animals that we may consider food on my uh, Facebook uh, if I'm suddenly now giving a uh, personality or or a um, uh, a empathy, you know, building empathy for our, our food animals, um, am I am I an activist at that point? <laughs> if I start drawing the correlation between us being mammals and then being mammals, am I suddenly going to be a, a Gitmo? <laughs> I wonder what they serve at Gitmo anyway for food. <laughs> Um, the Freedom of Information request, request comes just as the Center of Constitutional Rights has fired a lawsuit for the Animal Enterprise Terrorist Act, the AETA. The AETA is a law designed to suppress activism regarding the industries which brutalize animals with horrific conditions and or pump them full of chemical drugs. 
Activists who expose such things would very likely cause economic loss due to the facts. Hey, look at that, due to those facts. Therefore, it's vitally important for people to never find out. Uh, so this goes on. Um, I want to give credit where credit is due here. Make sure you check this out. Uh, Michael Kent is a writer living in South Dakota whose work has appeared College Times, Midwest Lit Review, and in a poetry anthology. Ooh, look at that. Ah, uh, poetry. Um, but again, this is the uh, the Kegel Post. You could also check out the link from the Facebook page. Again, facebook.com forward slash newsreelx. In more animal news, of course, this is in helping animal rights news. Uh, this is from uh, Pack People, packpeople.com. Uh, Craigslist shady pet advertisers contribute to mass killings of healthy animals. Uh, so this is written by someone called Yurda. Uh, besides the fact that you can find furniture, cars, apartments, which uh, furniture, um, I sold a futon of mine to some college chick. Car, I found my, um, my beautiful 1987 black hearse on um, Craigslist as well. Apartments, ooh, gone through many apartments and many crazy uh, landlords through Craigslist. Um, new friends and tickets for upcoming events. You can also purchase living creatures, which um, one time I went on a date with this girl I met on Craigslist. Um, I don't think they're talking about that. Uh, what bothers me? We are not talking about ads and postings or pet rescues or individuals to foster pets or try to find them homes. Uh, these are for people looking for an Xmas gifts. Let's see here. Today, I want to write about the shady business of backyard breeders, puppy mills, and other irresponsible people. Uh, you can find tons of uh, inhumane breeding, stud services, pit puppies, unaltered dogs, and advertisements and postings for dogs, cats, birds, horses, all those fun things on a daily basis. Uh, animals sold for profit, traded like iPods or bikes, which um, I'd like, but rather have an animal than an iPod or a bike. Um... So what she's pointing out is that with all of these uh, breeders and for, uh, mostly for-profit breeders uh, posting on Craigslist, uh, unregulated, um, they're causing a lot of issues. Uh, it's been brought up to Craigslist before, and Craigslist is not showing any kind of interest. While I understand that filtering the bad from the good is difficult, perhaps Craigslist will develop a filter in the future that will help in this. Um, what... Our good friend here, Yurta, is saying is that the only way to clean the platform at the moment is to flag every single irresponsible posting. The more people that flag the ads, the more they'll disappear. Um, so what Yurta and, and Pact people are asking you to do, pretty much, I'm going to uh, shave this all down, is uh, hop on Craigslist. And uh, while you're going through looking for a date or an escort or whatever other fun you're looking for, um, go through and just take a look at what people have listed uh, for animals and start flagging those posts that could possibly be coming from these puppy mills and other places. Um, she also points out some very crazy statistics here. I also want to give you some numbers and info regarding why you should support the end in effort of individuals flagging dubious Craigslist posts. Uh, starts with 52 million dogs live in 35 million U.S. households. Wow. 6.2 million dogs die each year. 2.4 million of them in shelters. So we got one third of, of all dogs that die each year uh, in shelters. They, the overpopulation is uh, 
a, a big, big problem there. Uh, about 4 million dogs enter shelters each year. 400,000 puppies come from households to produce litters, but do not replace the pups in new homes. So that's just straight out dropping them off. About 2.2 million strays, uh, 600,000 of those reclaimed by their owners, leave about 1.6 million strays available for adoption. Also on top of that, about 1.8 million owner surrenders uh, that are also available for adoption. Uh, and only 1 million of the 3.1 million dogs available for adoption get new homes, leaving about 2.1 million additional dogs to be euthanized. Um, that There's really nothing funny to say after um, reading some stats like that. Um, really, uh, you know, people with a heart can't uh, look at that and not be... Uh, struck dumb by it but um here we go into um some more information about maybe how to help this is uh craig newmark the founder of craigslist he has a uh, blog called craig connects and uh many people interested in this project can contact him directly there let's see if by contacting craig directly or maybe um jim Buck buckmaster the ceo of, of uh, craigslist uh, we could push them to um, try to pull this. Um, after a while, after the uh, murders of those escorts, they ended up pulling all the escort ads. Maybe if we make a big enough of stink, they will start pulling these uh, these animal breeder ads. Of course, um, you know it only took a few dead escorts to uh, change the rules. I can't see why 2.4 million pets um, being euthanized each year of couldn't accomplish something better so here we are it's cyberpunk kit how would you like to talk over a freaking laser beam shark not included so here we go is a great piece of cyberpunk kit um, from our friends over at makeprojects.com uh, the audio signal from a microphone varies the power feeding the laser so that the brightness changes on the other side uh, the receiver decodes that so you can hear the sound um years ago i uh, was in contact with a uh, a wacky sound engineer when i was running um a live sound for some bands he was uh doing a live recording and he spoke of a system that he'd built instead of running a uh a multi-channel audio snake uh from the stage up to the back of the room where the mixing console was that he had uh used lasers um this was about 15 years ago so it was before uh a light pipe was in use with these brand new digital snakes that are coming out but he had used uh, multiple lasers shining over the top of the uh, stage and then being received and decoded back into sound back at the mixing console pretty wild idea but on uh, the make project uh make project website they give uh, very simple instructions for these uh simple laser communicators for today's daily hack we are talking about TrueCrypt, the free open source disk encryption software for windows i'll run down a few of the features here uh creates a virtual encrypted disk encrypts entire partitions and storage devices including usb flash drives which can be great um encrypts automatic and in real time and also transparent uh, digging a little bit into this, they gave a great description. 
Uh, I'll give it to you right now. Let's suppose there is an AV file stored on a TrueCrypt volume. Therefore, the video file is entirely encrypted. The user provides the correct password and mounts, opens the TrueCrypt volume. When the user double clicks the icon for the video file, the operation operating system launches the application associated with the file type. The media player then begins loading the small initial portion of the video file from the TrueCrypt encrypted volume into RAM in order to play it. While the portion is being loaded, TrueCrypt automatically decrypts more of it into RAM. So here we go. TrueCrypt, while it's doing all this fun stuff, is completely dragging it all into RAM. The process keeps repeating. So this is on-the-fly encryption decryption on a file that is never loaded onto the hard drive of the machine that you're decrypting it on. So if you're bringing something up, you're able to look at it from RAM. Once you stop looking at it, once the machine is turned off, it is completely gone. Um, so you can check that out. That's uh, the truecrypt.org. Give it a look over, see if it could be something useful for you. Now, that's all I got to you today, but don't worry. I'll be back next week with the news you need to survive. This show is free. Give it to your grandma. Give it the finger. Give it a chance. If you have info you'd like to send me, you can reach me at newsreelx at gmail.com. If you like the music in the background, it is National Razor. Great old uh, dark wave, gothy industrial band. I believe they were from Philadelphia. Put out uh, two albums on the old uh, Scream label. This was uh, Stem of Thorns, their first album. As a wise man once said, we will never defeat the enemy if we're at each other's throats. Until next time, that's what Server said. End of line.